0: Hello! Welcome! Um, so glad to be back recording, and so glad that you're listening! This is the Movie Massacre podcast. I am Eli M, and I am back with some wonderful, succulent episodes for you. Hopefully you stick around and see what we have to talk about. Um, This podcast is all about movies that affect us in visceral, emotional, intense ways. As far as I'm concerned, if a film doesn't move you to tears of either boredom or of joy or of terror, then there isn't much point in talking about the film. It is uh, fall here in Montreal. The last time we spoke, or rather the last time I spoke to you, it was winter, it was cold and slushy, and the Oscars were looming. Well, as I'm sure you can gather, quite a bit has happened since then. There have been funerals, there have been festivals, there have been films coming out of my frickin' ears, in a good way of course. Um, so after the Oscars, uh which in case you've already forgotten, the artist, the film The Artist, not an artist in general, the film The Artist basically won everything it was nominated for. Much to my displeasure, after the ceremonies were over, I went and purged all of that Oscar nonsense with a healthy dose of art house films. I saw Some amazing movies. I saw Martha, Marcy, May Marlene. Amazing, beautiful, disturbing. Just how I like them. I watched um, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which I think the same adjectives apply. Um, Really, I've seen so many good movies in the last few months, there are too many to name. Um, I got all of that ridiculous, schlocky, glam-dram out of my system and delve into some serious art house situations. I took full advantage of Montreal's Fantasia Film Festival this year. There was an incredible lineup. I really stretched my bank account. I saw 10 films and I can honestly say I was not disappointed with a single one. There was art stuff, there was camp stuff, there was horror, there was beauty, and really what more could you ask for? It's a film dweeb's dream. Try saying that five times fast. Also, uh, the first half of season five of Breaking Bad has aired, and to be honest, lately this has taken up most of my brain power. I uh, got my parents hooked on Breaking Bad, and... Uh, as they were watching it, they kept asking me to comment on the episodes, but I couldn't because they hadn't gotten farther yet, and then I was trying to watch season five, but then nobody had caught up to me with season five yet, and it was just, holy mother of God, the screws that that show puts to my heart are massive. Um, now we get to wait for the... Exciting conclusion of one of the best television series of all times. Okay, sorry to diverge to television series. I think Breaking Bad is an exception. I've also seen some really awful, terrible movies. Um, Probably just as many good movies that I've seen, I've seen an equal number of bad movies. I watched um, uh, Child's Play, also known as the first Chucky movie. Hilarious and terrible. But hilarious and not scary at all. Well, I guess kind of creepy if you don't like dolls that move, but hilarious. Um and uh Firestarter, Drew Barrymore is a little girl who sets fire to things with her mind based on the classic Stephen King novel of the same name. Oh my god, it was so bad. The whole movie is just, like, people, like, staring intently at things. And then as people are getting warm, they're like, oh, what's going on? I'm smoking. I'm just gonna keep standing here and worrying that this person staring at me, who happens to have telekinetic fire powers, might be lighting me on fire. But I'm just gonna stand here anyway. I'm just keep staring at them. Oh no, I'm on fire! Oh, the horror, the horror! It was the worst. Okay. Today, I've got an intelligent, funny, bizarre gentleman on the show, a dear friend of mine, um, and he's going to help me break down the classic 1979 horror sci-fi film Alien. But first, if you want to reach me and the podcast... Um, whether to leave a comment or to be on the show or to suggest a film that you'd like to talk about or to berate me in any way, you can reach me in the following ways. Uh, You can visit my snazzy newish SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash Massacre, all one word. You can leave a comment on iTunes um, or on my SoundCloud page. You can email me directly at Eli's Movie Massacre, that's all one word, E L I S, Movie Massacre, at gmail.com. And I'm also back on the Twitter thingy, and you can follow me there at Eli's Massacre. Okay, enough of that. Um, let's talk about Alien. We're gonna go back in time, it's 1979, it's Ridley Scott, we've got Tom Skerritt, Veronica Cartwright, Harry Dean Stanton, John Hurt, Yafet Koto, Ian Holm, and of course, in her debut role, the magnificent Sigourney Weaver. Hi Norm. Hi Liz. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. What movie are we gonna be talking about today?
1: Today we're going to be talking about Alien.
0: I'm very excited to talk about Alien. Are you excited to talk about Alien? I am. Okay. Norm, why don't you tell everybody um, where you're from, or what you're working on right now?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm originally from Montreal, but I'm currently living in Switzerland.
0: Zurich, Switzerland?
1: Zurich, Switzerland. Yes. And I'm doing my PhD in physics, and in quantum information theory. Of course. Uh, but probably thankfully for you, we won't be talking about that today.
0: <laughs> I really wish that out of all the times you've explained to me what quantum information theory is, I understood more, but alas, that's, yeah. <laughs> um, Norm, before we get into alien, cause I'm really excited to talk about alien we have lots of things to talk about, I think, but, um, before I get into alien, why don't you give the listeners an idea of what uh, what it is that you like about movies or an example of one of your favorite movies or something um, that uh, really draws you in.
1: Sure. So um, I like uh, science fiction and fantasy movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I tend to prefer more dramas compared to comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an example of a movie that I uh, like...
0: You're giving me a, you're giving me a funny look, but well, we were just talking last night about different movies that you like. Like you really like that movie. You um, you really like Darren Aronofsky's Pie, right?
1: Well, I didn't quite. I didn't enjoy Pie that much. I thought it was extremely strange. <laughs> and I guess I enjoyed it for that. But
0: like, what about when you're sad at home and you're like, I need something to watch that is going to lift me up.
1: Uh um, oh, that's true. Last night we were talking. Um... I really like um, The Professional.
0: Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've seen that one a bunch of times. Yeah. That's not a happy movie, though.
1: No, it's not a happy movie.
0: <laughs> what is it about that movie that you like?
1: Oh, I, I like the like the interaction between Natalie Portman and, I forget the guy's name, uh, Jean... Uh, Jean Renaud? Reno. yeah. And just how, like, she, uh, I don't know how to explain.
0: It's an unlikely pairing.
1: Yeah. And it's just like, she's so innocent and wants to like break out of her, her mm-hmm. family life. And he's trying to protect her. And
0: mm-hmm. and he's yeah. so innocent too in his own way. Right? Yes. He's very childlike in his own way.
1: Yes. He likes his glasses of milk and yeah. his plant. And they sort of are able to make their own family.
0: And then they kill people. And then they kill. <laughs> okay well speaking of killing people there's lots of people that die in Alien
1: yes almost how's everybody <laughs> how's
0: that for a transition I always really like talking to you about movies in general because you're very you're very critical and you like you like the philosophical movies but you don't like the bullshit philosophical movies no and uh and so we differ quite a bit where um on, on a lot of taste but I also really respect your opinion quite a bit so Um, it was fun to try and find a movie that we could both watch or that we could both talk about that, you know, are sort of, we both have a strong reaction to, um, I feel like I'm going to have you back again to talk about some movies that, um, either we both dislike or you dislike or I dislike and you love. Yes.
1: I certainly have a bone to pick with (laughs) some particular movies.
0: (laughs) I know your, your reaction when I put up the tree of life episode, (laughs) you were like, you're like, so you liked that? (laughs) 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 <laughs> we need to talk about this.
1: Yes. Yes, I could um, go on for quite a while. Yeah. Um,
0: but we'll save that for another day. Um, today we're talking about Alien, with which we both... I think we both really love this movie. Yes. Am I correct? Yeah. Um, do you remember Do you remember when you first saw Alien? Or do you remember... What was it that first made this movie stick, stick to your bones?
1: I first saw the movie um, with my family when I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember being extremely scared that it was just terrifying (laughs) like it kind of starts out at the beginning and it's kind of understated
0: well it's very slow right right yeah
1: you know there's a space crew and they go and they find some um, strange alien ship and then they find all these eggs and so on and the facehugger attaches to the guy and then Even when it's removed, like it dies and it falls off, and then he's back to normal, and it's... You don't know what to expect. Then when he bursts out of his chest, it's just so surprising. My
0: favorite scene of all time. A little bit. It's up there. It definitely makes the top ten list. So you were a little kid, and you were like, this is terrifying. I want more, essentially.
1: (laughs) Well, I normally don't like scary movies, but... um,
0: So what made this one different?
1: I guess... It, it wasn't scary in the same way that, like, there wasn't any um, real gore. I mean, the, the, the <laughs> minus the bursting out of minus the chest. Minus the
0: kind of burst out of the chest, but, okay. But, I mean,
1: there's some blood, but that's kind of it. You, there's no, that's you're not, true. like, no beating heart and, you know, ribs everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it's, that's kind of it. Like, even when some of the characters die, you don't,
0: you don't you see, see very much no no
1: you just see the alien and then it cuts and goes to the yeah other characters.
0: i i honestly i can't remember the first time i saw alien i have always loved this movie it was that it's been it's gone that far back into my consciousness of just like it's just always been there yeah um but i think what really makes this movie a stand the test of time and be say so scary like you i'm presumably we watched it 20 years after it came out, probably, 15 or 20 years after it came out, and it's still scary, is that the way that it tells the story, it doesn't, um, it doesn't give you any clues about what's going to happen. Right. There are no, there is no music cues being like, get ready, something scary is about to happen. Right, right. There are no... Um, visual foreshadowing shots of like dun dun dun. They forgot to press the button. Oh no! You know, like there's 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 none of the cues that we're used to as mu- as movie watchers to warn us about what's gonna happen, and that builds the suspense. And the other thing that you also touched on was, um, it's not it it's scary, and you don't see anything, and that's almost why it's scary is that right. it withholds so much information from you. You barely get to see the alien for most of the movie. The, sh- the ship is made up of these tangles of wires and dark spaces and dark corners that you as an audience, especially once the alien is fully formed and the crew goes looking for the alien, you are sitting there watching it and you're looking in every corner of the screen, because okay, is the alien here? Is the alien there? Most of the shots are hardly even lit, right? Like you can barely, it's all shadows. And you're just like, where the fuck is this alien? Oh my god, it's gonna eat me! And that, to me, elevates it to something much more than your typical sci-fi horror movie.
1: Right. And I thought the way that they um, introduce the, I guess, characteristics of the alien is um, they they leave everything to the imagination. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, there's originally the the, the face hugger, you don't know what it's doing that the they can't figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. um and then you have the small alien that bursts out of the chest Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you have a huge alien so it's really like if the alien is possible to grow and transform and invade people's bodies and and do all these things yeah um like what else is it capable of and you only know you have very limited information about what the alien can do and what it's up to.
0: I feel like if this movie had been made by like George Lucas there would have been the scene where Ash the robot gets like decapitated and kind of like spurts out some information. I feel like that would have been a 20 minute scene of like the robot explaining exactly how everything works.
1: Yes. I yes.
0: mean <laughs> like here is the history of the world blah 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 blah. But no this movie you, you just get enough information to be able to buy into the plot line and to understand it just enough. Yes. Right. Uh yeah that face hugger, man. I fucking hate that face hugger. I hate it. I cringe every time it's on the screen,
1: and I think part of the scariness is oh, just it doesn't want to do anything except cover your face,
0: yeah, and it has and nothing about it. It doesn't look like anything. it's right. It's completely alien. It's like, what is this thing? And it's moving, but it shouldn't move because it's just a blob, but it has a tail, and it wants to to suck my face. That's not cool. No. I don't like it when aliens (laughs) suck on my face. No. No. Bad alien. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of the credit for this movie goes to Ridley Scott's. I I like to call it um, withholding directing. Where he does that, like, he's withholding a lot of information and everything's very slow-paced. It's like, it's Mm. so easy to just default to, like, we have to explain everything to the audience. And I feel like withholding that takes so much effort, and that's props, props for that. But the other huge element that makes this movie so much more than any other alien movie out there is the design by Geiger. yes. And you mentioned to me earlier that uh, you went to the Geiger Museum.
1: Yeah, Geiger's a a Swiss artist, so uh, um, I've uh, been to his museum in Switzerland, and it's very different. (laughs) (laughs) Different than... It's certainly... there's a lot of um, uh, art from Alien that's Mm -hmm. there, um, as well as a lot of his other work. Um, But the sort of a common theme, um, which is really well represented in the Alien movie, is there's... A lot of uh, sexual imagery um, in in, uh, the alien and the alien architecture and everything, and uh, also the interaction of um, the biological and the and the technology. Yeah,
0: that's a huge, huge part of his artwork.
1: uh, One of the amazing things at the at the museum was you walk into one of the rooms, and you can't really see very well it's kind of a small doorway Mm -hmm. but as soon as you walk in there's a giant alien (gasps) on the ceiling like looking like it's about to pounce on you oh my gosh and it was really like uh you know you just walk into the room and then it's it's (laughs) scary because it brings up the memories of the 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 alien movies and (laughs) it's right there and one of the other things that was really cool is um a giant conference table so it looked like um If you were to have the aliens to have a conference table, this is what it looked like. (laughs) And it was just so bizarre and menacing looking. Uh, Despite the fact
0: that it's just a table. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's one thing that I really love about the alien design, and it's not something that really makes it into the, the sort of normal dialogue when you talk about this movie. It is that weird, phallic sexual undertones in the alien's design. Um, the shape of the alien's head, the fact that yes. he has this like phallus that comes out of his mouth and then like punches into people's faces. Yes. Um.
1: Even the face hugger, like a
0: face hugger, it
1: inseminates the human with its baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and and some people will talk about also the fact that the ship. They refer to the ship as mother. This like weird womb-like atmosphere that they're all sort of, like, incubating this alien in and, like, delivering the alien back to home. Right, right. Um, there's quite a bit of... I think that's what makes it creepy, too, is the is, the aliens seem very organic. They seem very, um... Well, just this whole desire that the whole purpose of the alien is to, like, conquer and reproduce, conquer and reproduce.
1: Right. it's
0: this, like, vicious, violent proliferation of their species, um that uh i think to me personally adds yeah, a whole other like ick factor <laughs> to the whole aliens you know like, like dripping the like fluids are everywhere it's like the face hugger slimy the, like alien drips saliva everywhere it's just this like super icky like oh,
1: yes and then God. the blood is acid yeah. that just eats its way through the ship
0: yeah like what else can we add to this alien to make it more <laughs> badass and terrifying Acid blood, that'll work. That'll yeah. that'll be good. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um,
1: and there's actually, you see two different uh, alien uh, architecture and, and, and style in the movies. Yes, that yeah. They go into first the other alien ship. Yeah, which... when they
0: first land on the planet and they find this sort of decimated alien ship. Yeah.
1: Right, and it's very. Um, like it looks like you're inside some other creature. Like it looks like there's ribs and. Uh, I love it. So it's like you're you're entering the the womb, if you will, of where these <laughs> eggs all are. Yeah, um,
0: and then uh, the poor alien dude that got bursted, yeah. or got burst out of rather. Um, I I I honestly I'm very jealous about this museum that you went to in Switzerland. And uh, if I, whenever I make it to that corner of the world, I'll definitely be going there. Um, I really do love his design in this movie. I think it's unparalleled. And I think that's what also makes me buy into the whole alien mythology, not aliens in general, but the particular, this particular alien movie mythology, um, more is just the fact that um, the technology has become so incorporated with the organic.
1: Yes, yes. Um,
0: it seems like, you know, if humans had another couple thousand years, that would be the eventual uh, evolution. Or that would be the evolution of a life form would be to eventually incorporate the tech. I mean, I guess... Technically, we've already incorporated a lot of technology into our bodies. Yes, Um, we
1: increasingly are doing this.
0: Um, Can we talk about the chest bursting scene now? Sure. Um, When you first saw it, were you expecting that? Had you heard about it beforehand?
1: Um, No, I didn't know what to expect. So, you know something is going to happen because, um, you know, the the facehugger is dead now, but um, it's too weird. The movie is still going on. Like, something, something has to happen. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so, he just... He starts choking and then starts, like, writhing on the table. And you think, okay, what on earth is going on inside him? Like, there's something really, really wrong here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, all of a sudden, there's a quick spurt of blood. And everybody, all of a sudden, stops moving. Everyone's
0: like... like what the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, something something very wrong is going on. Yeah,
0: and the audience is, like, totally on board with the rest of the crew. Because everyone is sitting there watching, going, What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then...
1: And then the alien bursts out, and the first thing it does is just look at everybody. Oh, I know. Like, it's it's just born, and it's already scoping out its prey.
0: Yeah, it's like, all right... Just you guys? I can do this. I can do this.
1: And then scampers off so that it can grow.
0: <laughs> scampers?
1: It scampers. It definitely scampers. It's like a little squirrel. Yeah. And
0: uh, and again, I just gotta give props to the proper direction where it's just like he knows what it is about this story that makes it scary hmm. and delivers it on all fronts with the with the music, with the acting, with the pacing of the scenes. Everything's there. Everything's just making sure that you are kept in the dark and that you are kept looking for this goddamn alien and that it will jump out at you whenever it damn well pleases
1: yeah and normally, I don't like movies that are slow that are that yes. move at a slow pace, but somehow that because there's so much suspense in the slowness then it I don't mind it as much like it's. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it at all actually it's a, it's part of the experience of this movie.
0: Well I find what puts this particular movie aside from other typically slower paced movies is that there is a plot that or rather not that there is a plot but that hmm.
1: like it has a traditional There's plot a, points that it has to get through to like forward it, the story. Yeah
0: it does hit the typical it does hit the typical plot points. It's not showing you anything out of the ordinary like it's not it's not cutting things weird together. It's not leaving you in the dark about what you're seeing. Uh, the exposition happens as the film rolls around, rolls, rolls along. rather, um,
1: Which makes you kind of feel like you're part of the crew.
0: Yeah. That and y- it, you
1: care about all of the crew members because you're experiencing everything that's happening the same way that they are.
0: And it's also very good at, at hinting at where it might be going but not really promising anything.
1: And uh, another thing was the, the android.
0: Oh, yes, the android. We have to talk about Ian Holm.
1: Right. So, Uh, um, watching it again, like I've seen it many times, and um, you actually see that, ah, the android really wants to protect the alien. Yeah, right from the beginning,
0: you're like, this is, he he clearly knows what's
1: going on. when, even in the chest bursting scene, like, he seems totally calm. And he only gets animated when um, uh, one of the crew members tries to, like, attack the alien. He's like, no, 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 don't touch it, don't touch it.
0: How great was the scene when uh it is revealed that he is not human?
1: It's it's
0: I mean that was pretty It's big another pressure, like but...
1: big surprise. It's like it's the true. the chest bursting scene in that one of the crew members isn't human like and there's all this like uh, milky goop that comes out of him is like his blood yeah. and this sort of the common theme of the blood being Representative of what they are like, mm-hmm. the alien has the acid blood that's yeah. really corrosive and and yeah. aggressive, and um, he has this milky blood, which it's it's still very organic, even though yes. he's an android. Like when you normally think of an android, oh, he's full of wires. Yes. but no, no, this android has like a an organic blood to him.
0: Yeah, he has an organic component, like right. like like all the other all the other technology that we've seen so far in the movie this is it's a crossover and i love that on top of the fact that you don't realize that this character is a robot i love that they don't even introduce until that point that there are robots yes like like they don't even that's not even part of the universe that you're even aware of so when it happens you're like doubly fucked in your head because you're like a oh we thought he was human and now he's a robot b what the fuck there are robots
1: (laughs) yes exactly i mean The only thing you really know about the world is that there are spaceships, they can put people to sleep, Yeah. um, and they go out mining. And
0: they mine for things, for companies. That's That's all you know. Oh, oh, the joy, the joy that this movie brings me. Um, Is there anything that um, you disliked about this movie? I can't think of anything that I disliked about this movie.
1: I I always found it really annoying at the end when, like, Ripley tries to, well, starts up the self-destruct sequence. Oh, yeah. And turning (laughs) off the self-destruct sequence is so complicated. (laughs) They make it so that if you, like, go through this effort and go, oh, no, I don't want to blow myself up, you have to go through this, like, ridiculous procedure.
0: Well, they do warn you quite a bit at the beginning. They're like, hey... This is like not to be taken lightly. Don't right. fuck around to self destruct.
1: And the, it, <laughs> it always sticks out, like the the computer, mm-hmm. like mother saying yeah. "T minus yeah two minutes" and and like keeps saying, um, well, and this alarm that keeps going off. At a point, it starts getting annoying.
0: <laughs> well, what I love about that is that there's no music really during that scene. Like that, those sounds. That's your music. There's no music to relieve you of. Or rather, there's, there's no music to provide relief for you in that the music normally tells you with the swells and the crescendos, you can know, okay, it's okay, the tension is building now because the music is right, building. Right. You don't have that to, you don't have that guide, you don't have that comfort. You just have a, a countdown of like, I am fucked. So Yeah, that's
1: true. And thought about it that way. It, it really also, like, this is really the climax of the movie yeah. and it's unrelenting. At the beginning it's kind of slow paced and uh, uh, understated and now it's the aliens out there and there's like nothing you can do about it. Um.
0: Well, it's that the pacing doesn't really change, but the context does. Suddenly you have something very real to be afraid of and Uh. yet it's still slow. It's still, this is how time goes. Time passes this way. Uh, Even if there is an alien out there trying to eat you time will still pass with this exact same rhythm.
1: Um, yeah. I actually, I want to talk about the end of the movie.
0: Okay, let's talk about the end of the movie.
1: So, Ripley finally escapes. There's some, she, like, nice soft music playing. She takes her pants off. She takes her pants off. She has the cat there. Yeah. Like, it's all very, like, mm-hmm. you know, she can yeah, relax and feel phew. safe.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's, again, like, because of the slowness of it, and because of all the, like, tension throughout the whole movie you, you, despite all of that, you still feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: like it It can't be alright.
0: Well, but, and because she hasn't faced off with the alien. That's,
1: mm-hmm, that's the one true.
0: convention that I think the movie sticks to, is that you're like, oh, okay, everything's over, but we didn't see that alien die, it's still around, it could be anywhere. And so, I think that's the one convention that the movie follows, is that, no, no, blood will be had. Yeah, she mm-hmm. she's not letting this fucker go. <laughs> You as an audience are going like, okay, I recognize she's in a safe place now, but I'll be much happier once the movie is over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, I-, I like the moment she realizes that the alien is there.
0: And uh, awesomely, it's asleep. Another thing that you don't know about the alien. Right. He's sleeping. He's tired. It's been a long day killing all these people. Absolutely. he to take a nap, you know?
1: He has to digest all those humans <laughs> So, she really keeps it together, though. She doesn't panic. She gets a plan, and you don't know what it is. So you just... All you see is her, like, go towards the spacesuit and, like, very slowly try to get inside it. Mm-hmm. And near the end, like, the alien starts to, like, wake up. She put, She's trying to do some yeah. some things on the computer, and some vent goes. Yeah. And then the alien wakes up. Yeah. And then they, yeah. they brings all the tension back right away.
0: Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 I'm gonna get you. I am gonna get you. Yeah.
1: And the way the alien dies is... In the same way that the alien attacks people. Like she has to pierce the alien with a harpoon. She
0: pierces it, ejects it out into the space.
1: Right. And then it gets stuck, right? So yeah. it's like it's not gonna be that easy to get rid of the alien. Like you can't just you can't just do that and, and hope it's gonna work. No. Um,
0: and as we find out in later films, yes. there are a lot more aliens where that one came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, another uh, element of this movie that I really warms my heart is the fact that, you know, you have a strong female character that you're not, you're also not expecting. You know, when the movie first came out, Sigourney Weaver was not the name that she is now. And so I really love how this movie, again, um, undercedes um, or supersedes your expectations. By saying like no 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 this is this is the hero of the story this is the person you did not expect this is going to be the hero of the story but this is her and when you go back and see it again she's the one who's on the ball from the get go she's like no you can't let these people in with the alien life form on their face because that's like we have to quarantine them like we can't do that and uh, I don't know it, 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 it's still it's still rare that you see strong female characters in movies leads it's true yeah. um, and uh, and I'm happy that Agent Ripley. Uh, or Sergeant Ripley is in the lexicon of amazing, strong women.
1: <laughs> and it's also, um, like, fitting in with the whole um, reproductive and the mm-hmm. eggs and all the sexual things, that it's a, a woman who's able to defeat the alien in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, down with the penis.
1: <laughs> I have to rethink how much I like this movie <laughs>
0: would you recommend this movie to others
1: absolutely and you can't say anything about it you have to just show it to them Now I have a bunch of friends uh, in Switzerland who haven't seen it either so I'm definitely going to remedy that soon
0: absolutely absolutely
1: thanks for having me
0: thanks for talking to me about Alien Norm this was a really wonderful conversation yeah it was fun um, and I'm going to have you back and we can talk about 2001 Space Odyssey
1: okay good <laughs>
0: and why you hate it
1: yes with a passion Okay, goodbye.
0: All right, bye. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I am really looking forward to having Norm back. And we can talk about some movies where we disagree as opposed to agree. I think that uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, you'll enjoy hearing us fight even more. (laughs) Um... That's it for today's episode. I have no theme music this time around. I'm looking for something new, something original. If you're a musician out there and you'd like to send me a bit of your music, I will lovingly compensate you with uh, full credits and cookies. That's what my bank account will allow. If you'd like to comment on anything you've heard, if you'd like to suggest a film, if you'd like to be on the show and talk to me about a movie that has moved you in any kind of way, you can reach me on the Twitter, at Eli's Massacre, E-L-I-S-M-A-S-S-A-C-R-E. You can comment on the SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash moviemassacre, Uh, Or you can just email me directly. The email address is elismoviemassacre at gmail.com. Okay, enough boring details out of the way. The next episode should be coming at you within about two weeks. It will feature a host of comic book fanboys and one fangirl, if you want to call them that. Um, That's it for now. I'll talk to you next time. Take care.